studio on today mm -hmm. well uh came in here for a visit today as you guys know fennigs recently took on the deutzfar product line through us so we were coming in going through some uh, features and benefits on the tractors a little bit of our internal systems overviews uh, to kind of get them up to speed on that awesome well we're excited about the deutz and uh <clears throat> we've had pretty good uh feedback from guys here lately uh on the deutz and and it's been great so um before we jump into the tractors, Josh, let's talk about your background and and uh, who the heck is Josh Wells for those listening. Well, uh, kind of start. I'm a Ohio State alumni, so I'm sitting in good company in this room. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, there you go. But I uh, spent my entire professional career in the equipment industry. I uh, started out with a Kubota tractor right out of college. Uh, worked in a couple of different roles with them. Uh, spent time at their regional office in Columbus and a dealer sales support role, spent time down in their Grapevine, Texas headquarters in product marketing uh, for their ag and utility line of tractors. Uh, from there, uh, you know, kind of moved to another company, uh, worked with JCB for a little bit, and then I spent a couple years with Agco on the product marketing side for Fent Combines, and most recently it was a territory manager with Versatile, uh, covering a very similar territory to where I am now. but. Uh, Kind of, you know, got a little bit recruited into the role I'm in now. Uh, when I took a look at the role, what PFG's doing with the Deutsch product, what we're bringing to the marketplace now is, is almost impossible to turn down uh, just with what we're doing and how we're doing it and what change we're able to affect within our dealer network and how we're doing things a little differently to do business with versus a conventional, you know, manufacturer relationship on the tractor side for dealers. It's it's really a lot of positive change. We've seen a good effect from that and the dealers we've been able to bring on here in the last few years and definitely want to be a part of it. We'll dive into what they're doing differently. You know, our, our listeners like hearing that kind of stuff. But when you say that Deutz is doing stuff differently, you've been around the block with manufacturers. What, what are you talking about? Well, so one thing, you know, and maybe guys don't know this if they've not been on the dealership side and stuff and typically the word distributor gets thrown around and maybe a little bit even of a negative connotation and stuff for a lot of the dealer groups in the United States. And we're not doing things like a typical distributor would. A typical distributor would walk into a dealership and throw them down a catalog on the desk and say, here's what we have to order. And that's kind of how it is. You know, warranty goes through the manufacturer, that kind of stuff. Well, we're doing things a little bit differently than that as in we're stocking parts. We've set up a shop and set up shop and build a pretty decent sized office and warehouse in Decula, which is uh, on the northeast side of Atlanta there. So we're actually stocking tractors. We're ordering and forecasting ahead from uh, Deutzfar to get the tractors here in time for when the dealers need them. We're stocking the parts. All the warranty and processing is going through us on the front end. That way the dealers don't have to deal with the manufacturer separately on the back end they can come to us through parts. We're doing all the service training for their technicians to get them up to speed on working on the product. We're doing all the sales training on our end to get them up, to, the salesmen up to speed on the product, the features, the benefits. We're also being very aggressive. I mean, we're coming to the market with a high value proposition at a very affordable price, which in today's market with interest rates being what it is, is been an absolute lifesaver for us here this year as far as equipment sales have went, because we're still able to be extremely competitive and affordable to the guys that are looking and needing to buy a piece of equipment this year. Yeah, I mean, I talk to a lot of guys that uh, 
you know, have been looking at the Deutsch tractor line and they say, well, I'm kind of uh, surprised at, at how they're priced, you know, given, given the same, I just, before we came into this podcast, I priced out that warrior 190 to a guy and he told me that for that horsepower, those features, we were around a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than a comparable John Deere tractor. Yeah. And I mean, how is that even possible? I, I want to say maybe we don't have as much paint markup and stuff on our uh, on our product, but <laughs> the different tint of green must be on discount somewhere. A- absolutely, um, <laughs> but again, we're some of that's being a little bit aggressive on the pricing, being new to the market, and uh, trying to go out there and earn people's business. Because with the dealer network we've been building since we took over to distributorship, uh, previous Deutsch distributors in the U.S. Uh, they didn't and focus on the most important part of the ag equipment business, and that's service and support. And that's something that we've really done different. And the product, Deutsch tractors have always been a good product, and a lot of the product on the market's fairly decent, but you gotta provide good value for the money and great support on the product when you sell it. And that's really what we've done differently than in past times where Deutsch has been in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, Whenever, uh, you know, whenever you, you have been at, at different uh, manufacturers and stuff and, and you hear guys talk about distributors, I, w- I want it to be clear to the listeners and, and uh, everyone what, who PFG is, you know, because you've got Deutz, you've got PFG, you've got Fennig Equipment. Why don't you lay out what the heck PFG is doing? Yeah, so uh, obviously Deutz Far being the uh, the manufacturer, SDF is the manufacturer for uh, Deutz Far tractors. PFG uh, America is a subsidiary of a pretty large distributor group called Power Farming Group, uh, based out of New Zealand. Uh, started out as a single store dealer organization in New Zealand, is now 20 stores in New Zealand, and they also have a large distributor footprint in Australia, distributing a, a range of products from obviously Deutz Far over there to Great Plains equipment. Um, they do versatile tractors in Australia. They do JCB ag equipment in Australia. Uh, just a variety of brands, uh, McHale Baylor's, that kind of stuff over there. So okay. they've been in the business um, of selling farm equipment. And I think that helps us out a little bit because we're very customer focus because as i mentioned you know in new zealand they are a dealer group not a distributor they are selling directly to the customers and servicing those customers directly whereas they're set up as a distributor like we are here in the states and australia but we still have that focus on the customer uh, focusing you know on the retail side of the business of dealing with that customer and supporting them and that enables us to behave a little bit differently than other distributors where they represent a lot of the brands but they don't do any of the service or warranty support and training on the back end as much. Whereas that is one of our main focuses here as we work with our dealers is making sure they understand how to service the tractor. They're up to speed on how to diagnose the equipment and take care of that customer. And then additionally sell the value of the product we're offering. Do you think people are aware of the, um, how do I want to say it? Do you think they are aware of how well built, stout, and reliable a Deutsch tractor is? Uh, widespread knowledge of that, I, I don't think is quite there yet. But you can see where we've put on 
very successful dealers here in the you know the last five years that it, it's starting to become very common and we're starting to become a common stop when a guy is shopping around for that piece of equipment because it's all about building the brand recognition the, the product quality is there we just got to keep building the brand and then getting guys comfortable with the product and the support offered there's no question deer has a footprint and a foothold uh on on dealerships and and uh coverage area market share across the country when people think of tractors i mean i've got kids that are two years old that could pick out a john deere tractor it's amazing at what age john deere starts ingraining that into their mind um but when it comes to you know they've got the ability to price where they are because of that um but i think when people learn and and it's our job mm -hmm. collectively to educate on the reliability and the features offered on a Deutz versus some others. And uh, I think when people see how much better built it is, and even if it was equally as well built, then that's where the price point yeah. comes in. That's where the fuel efficiency comes in. And we've got a lot of uh, informational uh, work to do. Mm -hmm. But it's what we started with with Salford a long time ago. Yeah. Salford, there was a time when they got eaten up in the market. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember trying to sell a, a five-inch vertical tillage tool to a guy, and I didn't have a leg to stand on right. there at, at some times. But I've learned what the tool can do. I've seen it with my own eyes. And, and when we can do that with the customer, um, it, we can. I think we can really move some, some people's uh, operation in a positive mm. direction with a Deutz far tractor. Yeah, yeah and I'd kind of add a little story here. I was with a farmer in Michigan here this summer, and he's got a mixed fleet. He runs some case equipment. He was running some versatile tractors, John Deere equipment, that kind of stuff. And you know, he he brought up a really good point. He's like, five dollar corn doesn't care what color is in the field. Yeah, as far as equipment goes, ten dollar so corn, seven dollar corn mm -hmm. does. Yeah. So when you you start thinking about that kind of mindset as far as your bottom line where you're getting your return on investment your you know your cost per acre of operation and stuff when we can come in with the Deutz product do the same job just as well still providing a lot of comfort as far as the operation goes and stuff you know we're, uh, we sell a very high-end tractor I mean it's a very comfortable machinery to operate in all day but then you start looking at some of the other intangibles we're providing like the fuel savings with the Deutz engines just phenomenal I mean we, seen operations and granted on a, on a different scale maybe they're a dairy that's running you know, the tractor 20 plus hours a day and they're seeing 30 to forty thousand dollars a year per tractor fuel savings well i mean that starts to really affect the bottom line especially if you look at like what a lease payment is on one that mm -hmm. the lease payment's almost paid off just in fuel savings yeah right yeah that's that's a good point you know um it's been it you know prices have been very good the last few years and and we know things come and go and uh you know a, a deutsch tractor if you're looking to add you know a tractor in lower margins um it, it can get you a, a very reliable engine good tires and everything mm -hmm. you need for for a price point that fits yeah um i know we we kind of jumped into the tractor quicker than i wanted josh you said you went to ohio state what year I graduated in 2016. Okay. So I think I was there. No. Uh, yeah. 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 I would have been there for a year and a half or two when, when you were there. Okay. So. Yeah. 2012 to 2016. 
Were you in a fraternity at all? I was. I was in Alpha Gamma Rho. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all right. They're all good. I was in AGS. Yeah. Alpha Gamma Sigma. Um, So, yeah, that's cool. Good to know. And you grew up not too far from here. Yeah. So I actually grew up, uh, you know, as as a crow flies here from the store, not too far, about 45 minutes. I grew up in... uh, Southeast Auglaize County. Uh, I went to high school at Wapak, so okay, not not terribly far from here at all. Mm-hmm. Not far at all. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and then now today you you now live in Northeast Ohio. Yes. Yeah. So I live uh kind of in between uh you know I live outside of Canal Fulton, so kind of in that Akron Canton area right now. So okay, uh, it's not not my ideal place to live, but I can't knock it too bad. It's a it's a pretty nice area for the most part. Still some pretty good agriculture especially you get down towards the worcester area and stuff mm-hmm. right right um you know growing up or or through your professional career what is it that you know everyone has their knack what is it that drives you to, to tractors you, you're a wealth of knowledge on tractors and implements and dealerships what what is it did you grow up with that kind of stuff or well so i you know i grew up around agriculture and that kind of stuff um, parents didn't farm personally but I always you know it was always in the dna like they grew up on farms and uh you know i always liked being around it and stuff i studied ag in college and honestly kind of lucked into the machinery industry in a little ways i was going more of the ag retail track i did an internship in college with uh, crop production services and i really loved the agronomy side of it honestly it was what i was wanting to do and obviously prices crashed and that industry as far as full-time work got kind of tight as far as salary wise and that kind of stuff even for guys with college degrees and i was working full-time doing research for the university um, most of my senior year and you know it kind of got to the point where student loans were were looking like they were going to come due and uh you know you're making 13 dollars an hour doing research for the university like you're looking at the bills you got to have coming you're like i don't know this is going to pencil out and started looking for a full-time job in like the summer after i graduated to go a little bit different route and Kubota had just approved the new like entry-level recent college graduate positions but they approved it kind of late where guys were mostly already been kind of slotted in where they were going to go after school and uh, just just got really lucky and got in the business and i got to work in a really awesome industry where i get to deal not only with farmers and growers but also you know the equipment dealerships and that sell and service that product you still get to stay up on the agronomy side because that's a lot of the equipment technology is really driven by a lot of the agronomic principles that guys are practicing out in the field so you you get to actually be in a little bit of everything being in the equipment industry and still get to deal with the great people that you know we love in the farming community Mm -hmm. yeah well that's good um yeah you've got a wealth of knowledge on on a lot of different things and uh when when we get to where we're going here on the podcast we'll dive into that here in a little bit cody um pulled one off yesterday he's got uh, you know we've been for three weeks we've been relying on him to get a tractor sold and i think finally <laughs> finally we we uh we paid a guy enough money to walk up to cody and, and pull yeah. the trigger yeah yeah <laughs> so walk sure. us through walk us through it um yeah so this guy's down by like shelbyville indiana um just kind of a small he's not even really a hobby farmer but he's kind of He's just got some stuff around the house that he wants to do. Has a little bit of property. Needs a needed a tractor to fit that suit, and uh, he had a '54 horse uh, Massey uh, that we actually traded in on it. 
um, went through all the options and everything, and he goes, okay. He goes, does it have this, 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 and this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much went from there, and he called me yesterday, and I, I finally, he finally sent me pictures of his trade because I hadn't seen pictures of his trade. And I saw, shot him some trade numbers, and he called, he called me within, I bet, 10 minutes of me texting him trade numbers. And he goes, okay, well, well, I, I need a set of forks with it. Okay, yeah, we'll get you a set of forks, this and that. Well, I need a five-gallon bucket of hydraulic fluid, too. Oh, okay, yep, we'll get you that, too. So we, uh, we're going to get him financed, and he's pulling the trigger on a 75-horse Deutz first cool. tractor we've ever sold cool so, yeah that's awesome yeah i think uh you know spending time with josh today um has been good a, a great learning tool and then here the rest of this week i would like to you know i want to shoot some videos on them get get more of the Deutz into the youtube channel yeah. into the podcast because mm -hmm. there's a lot for us to learn and as we sell tractors as we learn the customer's demands we'll get better and better at, at knowing the points uh, to really uh, point out to show them the benefits, but yeah, we got a we got a uh, tractor under our belt, so that feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, we we've got plenty of prospects. We've we're uh, thinking, you know, silage season here. We can do some demos. Yeah, we've got several yeah. guys that that I think we can get a tractor on their farm. Got a couple lined up, I think. Don't yeah. We? Oh yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think. Uh, we'll be able to get some hooked to some silage wagons, maybe some pull type choppers. We need to find some guys that are bailing uh, to show I, them that yeah. stop and go feature. I was going to say bailing and then, uh, you know, maybe a, a guy or two that's running like a mixer or something like that. Yeah. That has that outside PTO uh, yeah. turn on feature. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's been good. You know, overall, you know, uh, we got hit with the luckiest rainstorm I, I could have ever picked uh, of the year this morning. I know up by Josh's way, they had three inches, maybe more in some mm -hmm. areas. Here, I think we ended up with just shy of an inch. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, it could not have come at a better time. We, Of course, today's that hot day. Mm -hmm. You know, supposed to be one of the hotter days of the year. And I thought for sure that was just going to kind of dry up the double crop, start mm -hmm. to really turn everything. But, and I just told a guy yesterday, he was from Southern Indiana. He was asking me how our crops were doing. And I said, well, they're, they're good. They're very mm -hmm. good. But I said, I think right now is the turning point to where stuff's going to, you know, everything we've held on this long, we've yeah. been mowing grass. I said, after tomorrow, you know, there's no rain in the forecast. I'd say this is where it starts to turn. I said, if if we could, if I could dream up a rain for tomorrow, boy, it would just really put the cap on on a great year. Mm -hmm. And I woke up this morning, uh, walked outside at probably 5:30, and I saw lightning. And I, I told myself, I said, ah, oh, heat lightning. And then it kind of got windy, and it was kind of cold. I was like, hmm, mm -hmm. that's weird. I pulled up the radar, and I took a screenshot of it off to show you just the entire state of Ohio. Like, not an inch in Indiana, <laughs> not an inch in Michigan. It was just Ohio mm -hmm. was getting rain. Mm -hmm. And it was coming. It, it was going to rain in like a half hour. And I was like, there's no way. It's going to miss us. <laughs> it's going to miss us. And I came out here, and I, uh, I, there was a crate of weights yet to put on that Salford tool. And mm -hmm. I put what was left in the crate, I think eight weights on there. And then it was my second oldest boy's first day of school today. So I had to 
hurry up and get home and make them cinnamon rolls and and eggs this morning before they went to school um but uh but yeah the best rain ever um you know late august and it's gonna it's gonna keep the mowers running cody and i planted a food plot the other day for deer yeah um because um when we're not working we're pretty much hunting all the time this is a hunting podcast as well if you didn't know i I did not i was not aware yep it is also a half uh hunting podcast too because that's what interests us so 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 we planted a food plot so now you know we got some water on that and Mm -hmm. that'll start to grow and and so um, if you're wondering where we're at early november that's where we'll be sitting over the food plot don't call us (laughs) (laughs) you can text us but don't call us (laughs) we'll be in the tree (laughs) but yeah, so things are going good around here. Uh, if you hear some beeping in the background, they're they're doing some construction here at Wabash. We've talked for a long time about uh, how much construction we have to do before we're ready to transition over in here, and they're they're starting to do that. So things Finally. are yeah, things are yeah. starting to take shape. Um, you know, we we got the jib cranes sold. I've had several guys text me in the last week about the jib cranes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got those moved. Um, we have got a lot of equipment here on the lot right now mm-hmm. um a lot of it's a good portion of it sold some of them are trades we just picked up but there is equipment moving where mm-hmm. our semi cannot keep up right now yeah so um but you know we're just working on getting things in place cody and i are gonna try to make it out to farm progress next week monday well we're gonna head out there monday night um yep my mom's gonna watch my kiddos yep. my wife's actually heading out to illinois at the same time so yep they have uh i think swine conference or something like that in bloomington so they've got that going on which honestly i didn't realize this but illinois deer and beer fest is this weekend too oh yeah because i was listening to wcb yeah. this morning in yeah illinois. but it'll be over it, well yeah by the time we got out there right. but yeah i wish we had more time than right. what we knew what to do with to get out there and go to that but We'll Those be, boys are always we'll be at Farm Progress. Uh, Technology Days is going on, I think, starting today. Yep. Running through Saturday. Yep. Our, so, uh, our um, Yetter rep, Jeff Worley's there. Today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or really? Yep. Is he going home tomorrow? Uh, I think he's there today and tomorrow. He okay. was setting up yesterday. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a lot going on. Uh, the shop is humming right now. Yeah. And we're kind of starting to feel a little bit of crunch before fall to get some of these tools pushed out mm-hmm. the door. So, staying busy on, on our front um you know tune into the newsletter tomorrow morning uh to stay up to date with with everything there but uh well if they're listening to this they've already seen the newsletter potentially unless they just go to spotify or podbean to listen to podcasts this is true so this is true the link of this will be in the email blast tomorrow morning yes it will so Mm -hmm. josh do you get the email i doubt it i do not yeah we'll have to get you added to the list Mm -hmm. every friday morning uh i send out an email blast uh, just highlighting the week in review, mm-hmm. what we did in the shop, you know, if we did a uh, on the road job, and and then this podcast highlights in there. Okay, so. yeah, well, that'll make it easy to keep tabs on you guys. What's going on? <laughs> the planning, the I like it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, um, Josh, uh, let's dive into uh, you know a lot of different things in the industry that that you're seeing, um, you know, with with whatever it is, uh, tractor markets and stuff like that, you know, as, as guys are, uh, pushing the envelope on technology and stuff and demanding more and more out of dealers, what are you seeing, um, from transitions that dealers are having to make 
to uh, accompany all of this demand from customers. You you get into a lot of different dealerships. Um, what's some good, bad, and, and ugly that, that you've seen that, that guys can do to help uh, push a dealership forward? As far as technology goes? Yeah. I, I will say some of the transition I've seen on the technology front, obviously with the demand for it in the market, is you have a lot more guys within the dealership that are specialized specifically in the technology side of things, whether you're talking service or selling or setup on the features. Kind of even separating, like separating the service of technology from servicing the tractor itself sure. for mechanical failures. So seeing a definite shift in that in a lot of your bigger dealer groups, but even the smaller dealer groups, uh, maybe your single store dealers that are more mom and pop oriented, uh, guys are still you know, starting to seek out more training and knowledge base of the technology and equipment as far as your guidance stuff goes, section control, those kind of features, because it's becoming more, a lot more mainstream. I mean, guidance has been mainstream, but a lot of the other precision ag features have become a lot more commonplace in the market, even mm -hmm. smaller growers now. So guys have to get more up to speed and be more in tune with the, those products in the market and be able to service and support them. Yeah. Yeah, and we're seeing that a little bit, you know, um, like for us, you, we almost have a few different layers. Granted, we don't really designate it on several different guys, but we could have a salesman who sells an applicator, for example, uh, but we have to call in maybe another guy to talk to that customer about what rate controller fits him best or what type of uh, nitrogen placement options fit him best so but then on on the next layer of it is uh, we've got the guys in the certain guys in the shop who know how to install test and service that mm -hmm. kind of technology so we're pretty layered too um, you know we we have uh, you know I think you need to know the broad spectrum of the equipment but then yeah we we go through a couple steps to to bring the customer uh, what he's really after because not just one guy can specialize in you know from from uh, telling the customer what works best to then going to his farm to getting it to operate properly there's a lot of hands involved to get all that to function properly yeah and I and some dealer groups I've seen them set up very similar to like a manufacturer like a man a lot of manufacturers and that kind of stuff they have your territory sales managers that work with the dealer principals on the day-to-day, -day, the business end of things. And then they'll have product specialists that are actually in the field that are experts on that product. And I've seen a lot of dealerships go similar routes to that where their salesmen are, you know, territory managers within their respective areas of responsibility, depending on the manufacturer, whatever they call it, or, you know, key account managers for their guys. And then they have product specialists at the dealership level that are doing all the demos, helping set up that type of equipment. So it, it's really a kind of a unique time to be in the industry because uh, the technology has just changed everything we do on a daily basis so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some big changes you've seen in dealerships themselves as far as how they're structured as, as some of these mergers happen and in some of the smaller folks like ourselves um, you know, as, as more mergers happen, it seems we seem to do a little bit better if we can stay on that cutting edge and still provide a good service. What, what kind of stuff do you see? Well, uh, I, 
I will say this, it's certain bigger dealer groups do it better than others, right? Some give you that, that Walmart fit and finish when you go in there. Like you, you're not personalized with anybody you're doing business. You're just filling your shopping cart, checking it out on the way. And, and if you have a problem, you'll try and get somebody out there, hopefully. Right. Right. And that's where some of the smaller, like single, you know, smaller entities like you guys itself have done really well in the last few years. Cause guys are more traditionally used to doing business with somebody set up like yourself where they know the owner, they know the technician that's going to come out them if they have an issue. And it's not just like a revolving door of people coming like that you're not used to. You know, if you, you know, some of these larger dealer groups, you'll have a different technician every time, maybe even for the same issue if it didn't get fully resolved the first time. And then they start from scratch and it just adds a little bit of headache sometimes to the customer. But that's kind of the shift we've seen in the industry is just, I mean, there is an economy of scale. Sometimes a dealership with, you know, two or three locations, they can generally pull a little bit more resources to still provide good benefits and stuff to their employees while also still retaining that small feel for the customer where it's a lot more personalized service. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And that's kind of where, where we're at, you know, right now we don't do a ton. I mean, our main on the road service would be considered an install um sure in season during application time we'll have to go on the road and maybe fix a valve or a flow meter or a rate controller um but overall um we don't do a ton of on the road service like a guy calls and i'm broke down i mean we do get it but it's very seasonal yeah um and and we're hoping you know we're not hoping that people break down with Deutz. But we're hoping that by carrying a tractor line, we can have more of a, a steady year-round service, mm-hmm. you know, to where we kind of almost have a guy dedicated to the Deutz tractor line to, hey, you know, this guy down in Ansonia, he's got two tractors that he wants you to go down there and either pick up and bring back here or um, do some service work on them there. You know, that kind of stuff. M- mandatory maintenance in a way. Yeah. And we're hoping that, that that helps diversify our shop because with this new location we've got the shop and the facility we've got the employees and now we've got the product line yeah yeah and uh, what you'll see with the Deutz product currently we cater really well to that hay and forage customer well guys doing hay and forage crops generally have livestock they work year round they're mm-hmm. running 20 you know sometimes 24 7 365 days a year so you, I mean, obviously they still have their peak seasons too that fall along with the, the row crop guys, but I, I agree with what you're saying. There'd be a little bit more consistent year-round service business. Yeah. What kind of issues uh, have you seen with tractors? Not only but not only Deutz, but other tractors. What What's some common stuff that, that you see that needs work? Well, I'll, I'll say that I'm sure everybody that's bought a newer piece of equipment in the last few years knows the words emissions pretty well and that's generally a lot of times what you're seeing sometimes it's uh especially with the def fluid stuff uh that that generally seems to be the bigger sticking point in a lot of new diesels whether you're talking on the road trucking construction equipment agricultural equipment it's it's kind of an imperfect system as it sits uh when you're storing urea it's so difficult to know you know you really have to check the quality a lot of times I and mean, if you have a tractor that sits for several months well a lot of times the shelf life in perfect conditions for urea is only six months and that's when it's stored between 50 and 70 degrees heat or you know extreme heat or extreme cold 
lessens the time that it's actually going to be a viable product for within the tracker so it, it really that causes a lot of issues especially you look in the southeast they have some of the highest death issues in the united states because all the heat down there i mean it turns a six-month shelf life into like three four weeks sometimes really uh, especially with some of the more poor quality deaf uh, so that's that's caused some issues and you know when your deaf goes bad uh certain things that the United States did uh, with those restrictions, having to have the quality sensor in there for the deaf uh, has actually caused a lot of those concerns. Because uh, when that quality sensor goes bad, you generally end up having to change out a whole deaf header unit. And, and a lot of manufacturers, it's not as serviceable as a component in the United States as it might be in Europe. So uh, emissions issues have obviously caused some of the concerns and stuff on new equipment. Uh, I'd say we're a little bit more fortunate than others. Um, but everybody's still going to have those issues with those products. I, I'm not sure the fix to that. I'm sure there's tons of stuff in the pipeline as far as diesel electric hybrids and hydrogen power and all this other things that we've seen popping up in the industry. I, I don't think a full electric is going to be completely viable for our market, especially on the higher horsepower stuff. I mean, maybe your small subcompact compact tractor guy that's, you know, mowing a few acres and you know, doing loader work, and those guys average like 12 to 20 hours or something a year mm -hmm. of use. Uh, they could probably be more than fine with an electric tractor, but uh, the guys that are running 12 to 20 hours a day in peak season, I, I don't see electric working for them. So probably going to need to eventually have a long-term solution to get away from some of the emission stuff that we're seeing today. And I, I think that's going to be some type of alternative fuel source or maybe that hybrid solution or I don't know, but there's probably someone smarter than me sitting in a room right now staring at a computer drawing designs up to it. So hopefully we'll see it, you know, before too long. But it's one of those things that you also got to think about the back end of the infrastructure supporting it and stuff like the hydrogen, for example. That's an imperfect solution. The hydrogen's not readily available everywhere right now like diesel fluid is. So. Right. Yeah, it's diesel's just been around for so long. It's easy to get a hold of and easy to store and yeah but um well other types of issues you know transmissions or, or engines i mean not only on deutz like i said but in, in general what what's a lot of other things well i'll say you know drivetrain components deutz tractor wise uh we've been very fortunate as far as uh our product we don't see hardly any failures i mean everything's at some point a little bit man-made so occasionally you'll have a warranty claim here or there on something generally it goes back to a manufacturing issue and stuff. Uh, one nice thing with the Deutz tractors and stuff on the higher horsepower side, uh, everything's in separate hydraulic reservoirs. Uh, what you'll see on some other manufacturers, maybe with transmission failures, is when they're you know pulling their hydraulic fluid for the transmission out of the same reservoir for their implement hydraulics. You know, a lot of implements can cause uh, you know dirt contamination in your hydraulic fluid as you're hooking into your tractor, and that you know those particulates and that kind of stuff can get into the transmission and cause you know pretty catastrophic failures uh equipment wise i mean it's priced how it is uh, unfortunately today and a lot of that's because the components that build these tractors have gone up uh transmission's not cheap to replace so anything you can do on the front end like we've done with having those separate hydraulic reservoirs that, that can save the customer downtime in the future and the costly expenses is crucial up at the front you know at the beginning right yeah that's interesting yeah i you know of course i didn't know um 
how big of a deal it was to have the separate reservoirs. And I, I was just talking to these guys that came up from Troy today and they were, they were impressed by that. They were like, yeah, you know, you can, you can definitely dirty up a lot of stuff with all the different implements that you hook to. And, uh, that's a pretty sweet feature, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, as we move forward and learn more, uh, with the Deutz tractor line, I plan to at the farm science review, maybe spend some time down at their booth learning. Um, you know, we had the, the ride and drive event here back in July. And, uh, and then I went down to the full tag one. Um, and that's where I met you, I think for the first time. Yep. Yep. I went down there to learn a little bit more and, uh, drove some tractors and, and got some hands on work down there. I'm very impressed with, um, the knowledge and the support, you know, I've said it many times, we're not going to sell anything that we don't feel like someone's got our back. You know, sure. that, that is so important to us. Yeah. If, you know, if I can't pick up the phone and within a minute get someone who, who can at least point me in the right direction, not someone who knows the answer, just someone who can tell me where to find it. That that's huge. Yeah. You know, For just, sure that we, we have dealt and currently do deal with some manufacturers who you feel like you're, you're yelling through a megaphone to try and reach them and there's no response on the other end. Mm -hmm. It's like, how are you even in business? Right. You know? So, um, you get that nice down home feel with PFG. We've, we've met a lot of the, um, whether it's service or, um, support, warranty, sales, marketing people, um, you know, with them, whether it was down at Foltz or up here and, mm-hmm. and in between, it's it's exciting to to be able to find a product that carries the same niche as our other products do. Yeah. No, and I I know I've probably said it I don't know half a dozen times already. There's somebody making tally marks at home, but service and support is the critical forefront of what we're trying to you know push here with our distribution in the United States and mm-hmm. like you mentioned being easy to do business with not just on your guys's end for your customers but us being easier to do business with makes it easier to take care of your customers and that's why we really focus on that from our our end on supporting you guys as a dealer yeah 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 that's good well I think we're probably getting close to time here and uh we we've got up on 40 minutes here yeah we've got uh i'm sure josh has got things to do you got a little drive ahead of you just Um, a little one no big deal yeah so uh any big plans for the weekend not not too much Uh, my fiance will be out of town she's having a girls weekend and uh so i'm gonna go help one of my uh, old fraternity brothers he's uh moving into a new house and i'm like well i don't have anything better you know going on this weekend if you need any help and uh he unfortunately accepted that so (laughs) uh, i'll be doing that this weekend but nothing too exciting sure that's good awesome okay well um hopefully everyone survives the heat today and uh look for this podcast and uh you know check out our youtube channel we've got uh i just uploaded a pretty exciting video in my opinion anyways uh on my (laughs) double crop soybeans um some cool things that we've seen using the salford tool so be sure to check out that video it's a long one uh 15 minutes which um in today's age is like way too long for anyone to watch anything Mm -hmm. it's like going to the theater and watching a four-hour movie yeah um but try to hang in there because at like minute 10 there's some pretty cool stuff we talk about so 
thanks for tuning in josh thank you for your time today yeah thank you for having me on guys and we'll we'll be doing we'll be doing more of them for sure definitely all right thanks guys yep thank you